Hello people, welcome to yet another episode of Creative Strategy Classroom Podcast with me, Vishal Nayak, Assistant Professor at St. Aloysius College, Mangaluru. I teach journalism and mass communication at this prestigious college. And this is a podcast I have started for the benefit mainly of my students, where I recap the topics which I take in the class regarding marketing, corporate communication, digital marketing, marketing communication and related fields. Today's episode is on the word brand. Today I had a class where we discussed the word brand. What is the brand and what is the definition of brand? What is the history of the word brand? That is what this episode is all about. So let's start. Take a moment and think about the word brand. How exactly do you define it? Right now, I'm sure you have many answers running in your mind. But somehow, the definition seems somehow elusive. You're not getting it right now. That's because experts have claimed that the word brand is one of the most difficult words one can be asked to define. Can you believe that? As you will see now in this podcast, we can have more than one definition of the word brand. Okay, let's take the first definition, the very basic definition of the word brand from history. And that is, brand is a name given to any particular product or service which comes from a specific source. In this sense, the brand is similar to the word trademark. You might have seen or you might have come across the letters TM written besides some brand names. That is one of the definitions of the word brand. If you look at the history of the word brand and if we go more than a century ago, cattle owners faced lots of confusion about their cows and the confusion usually occurred in identifying which cow belongs to which farmer. So the farmers got together probably and devised a unique idea to identify the cattle and then to link them to their owners. They used branding irons. You know, the branding iron is heated to a high temperature, very high temperature till it becomes red hot. And then the hot iron mark is pressed onto the skin of the animals. Once an animal was branded, people could identify which cow belonged to which farmer. That's how the word brand can be derived. Eventually, the quality of the produce given by these cows, like milk, etc., was associated with a particular brand on the cow. And people started to associate the quality of the produce with the particular farm from which the cows originated. Here we are seeing the beginnings of branding. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the process in the people's mind went something like this. Okay, this cow with this particular mark branded on it gives better milk than cows with other brand marks. With this, the word brand now took on a different meaning. From being an identification mark, it now became a mark signifying quality of the produce. 
When packaged goods arrived in the 19th century, the same concept was applied to a wide range of products like cough drops, soaps, beer, sugar, chocolates, etc. This was to indicate which company has manufactured these packaged goods. And now with this, the word brand was no longer used just as an identification or quality purposes but also functioned as a sign of distinction. That is, a customer saw a brand mark on the product and knew that this brand belongs to this particular company and not that company or any other company. We look at the Coca-Cola bottle from far, we know that that's a Coke bottle and not Pepsi or not any other brand. But if you see, all these distinctions still look at the word brand as a non-generic name for a product that helps in identification and distinction. By the middle of the 20th century, marketers began to see that there is much more to the word brand beyond mere identification, quality and distinction. David Ogilvy described this as the intangible sum of all the product's attributes. David Ogilvy, of course, is one of the greatest advertising minds of all time. This means that the word brand has now moved beyond mere identification, quality and distinction to define what the customer, the market, the audience think of when they hear a particular brand name. I was reading a great article called What is the Brand Anyway? by Jeremy McLaughlin on Forbes.com. It's a 2012 article, but I think it's still pertinent to our discussion on brand even today. McLaughlin says that brand is everything the public thinks it knows about the brand's offering. I repeat, McLaughlin says that the brand is everything the public thinks it knows about a brand offering. It can be both factual and emotional. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is that a brand is a combination of what a company wants the audience to think about and what the audience really thinks about any particular product or service. Basically, it's a promise, not just by the company to the audience members, but also a promise given by the audience members to themselves about this particular brand or a service. I'll give you an example. In India, 95% of the population uses a mobile phone. Every network service provider in India says that wherever you go, you will get ample amount of network coverage. That's what the company promises. But every customer knows that this is not the case in reality. In fact, in most cases, the moment you go out of your city and you're on the highway or you travel on a mountainous road, you know that there is not going to be network coverage in that area. During such times, your mobile phone device becomes a mere alarm clock or a music player or a video player or an ebook reader, but definitely not a communication device. Why? Because there is no network coverage in that area. Here you can see a combination of what I mean by a promise. The company promises that you will get network everywhere and the promise given by the customer to themselves that they know in certain places that there is no network coverage. So it's better to load some movies or music or ebooks onto your smartphone to pass the time. 
To sum it up, I would again like to quote Jerry McLaughlin from Forbes.com. He says, and I quote, Your brand name exists objectively. People can see it. It is fixed. But your brand exists only in someone's mind. McLaughlin makes a distinction between a brand name and a brand. A brand name is an identification mark, whereas a brand is much beyond that. It's a promise. The perception of a brand name exists with the product. But to be a complete brand, a brand should exist in someone's mind. So that's it for today's episode. I hope I have made it clear to you what a brand is. It's a promise. In the next episode, we will look at what is positioning. It's an important topic when it comes to creative strategy. We will look at the definitions of the word positioning and some really great examples from the marketing world. Thank you all for tuning in for today's episode. I'll see you in next episode with more facts, examples and definitions of basic concepts related to marketing and creative strategy. If you need me to deal with any topic from marketing communication, marketing, digital marketing, corporate communication, shoot me a mail vishcowm, wishcom, vishcowm at gmail.com. So hopefully I'll see you for the next episode. Tune in and thank you for listening to this episode.